0: Hello, this is Tom Steber with Soil Smart, a podcast from the Soil Health Partnership. In our podcasts, we're talking soil health, why it matters, the ag practices that foster it, and the farmers who live it. Today, we're talking to Soil Health Partnership Development Director Elisa McFarland about New Year's resolutions that can result in healthy soils. We'll begin by getting to know Elisa a little better. Elisa, what do you do as development director for the Soil Health Partnership?
1: So in my role, I have a very fortunate role where I get to work with our partners and folks that would like to help support farmers in learning more about their soil, and I help develop the projects and the partnerships that we need to be able to deliver as much value back to our farmers and get the most out of the research that we do to advance the overall soil health science space, as well as at the same time delivering value back to the farmers that we work with and the research that we do on the ground.
0: We're talking about getting healthy, a New Year's resolution for soil and for business. What are some of the nutrient management strategies that you can share with farmers to prevent nutrient loss?
1: Around this time of year, a lot of people are thinking about getting healthier and looking at balance in their life, whether that's a new diet or work-life balance or getting a better handle on your farm records. And it's also a really good time to think about balance in your soil. And so when we're talking about balance in soil, a lot of times people are thinking about nutrients. One of the things that farmers can do is think about ways in which they can apply nutrients closer to the time in which our plants need them and our crops need them to be able to utilize those nutrients as efficiently as possible. So looking at split applications of nitrogen, banding of nutrients, all of those things are important things to consider when you're looking at the fertilizer and nutrient balance on your farm.
0: A lot of this, of course, revolves around cover crops. We're deep in the Mm -hmm. winter now. What can you share about using cover crops to reduce erosion and improve water and input conservation?
1: So cover crops are oftentimes a new thing that folks are thinking about, and it can sometimes be intimidating. It's a very broad category of management types, but I think that's what makes it exciting is that it can be customized to be able to achieve the goal that's most important for your farm. And so whether you're looking at sequestering nutrients that weren't used during the growing season and having them available for next year's crop, Or you're looking at reducing spring erosion from those heavier rains that we're getting in the spring. There's a lot of flexibility in selecting your cover crop species and what might overwinter well versus what might winter kill in your area. And then also the seeding method that you might use to be able to best establish that cover crop in your particular region with the cropping systems and the weather conditions that you have there locally.
0: Part of what you do is to try to convince farmers to either reduce or eliminate tillage. Many farmers I've talked to are happy about having either reduced or eliminated tillage. What are your recommendations for using these practices for restoring soil health and improving the bottom line?
1: So tillage is something that's often, as a lot of agronomic practices, very locally specialized. And so one of the things that I really like to highlight when we're talking about different types of tillage management is that obviously for economic reasons, you don't want to be out there stirring things up and burning more fuel than we need to be. And then also at the same time, we need to be preserving our soils. And the fewer times that you're out there stirring up the soil, the better for holding the soil in place and also having stable pores so that water can get into your soil And can be held in your soil through those dry periods and so soil porosity is really important. As we all know we want to reduce compaction and one of the ways that you can do that is by reducing the tillage passes throughout the year. Now what that looks like in each area might be different but it's an important thing to consider when we're considering improving soil health, that soil porosity as well as the bottom line on the farm and minimizing input costs during this economically difficult time.
0: Some of the farmers that I've talked to that have been part of the Soil Health Partnership are very impressed with how they're increasing organic matter in the soil. The most productive soil is that with the most organic matter. Let's talk about increasing soil organic matter. How can cover crop roots and less soil surface disruption restore the land's ecosystem?
1: With organic matter, a lot of what your kind of baseline of organic matter is going to be related to what historically has happened on your farm over years. So whether or not your farm was in a prairie system or a forest system, how much tillage has historically been done since we started farming, all of those things will contribute to your overall organic matter level that you're starting with. But it's one of the areas where we do have a lot of data out there for farmers, a lot of farmers that have been using soil testing services, services have a pretty good handle on their organic matter levels. And so it's a nice entry point to be able to begin thinking about soil health because most of the things that we talk about in soil health are related to the organic matter. And so the things that we can do to improve organic matter are to have more things growing throughout the year to capture that sunlight and turn it into organic matter in the soil. And then also to reduce the number of times that we are exposing the soil to additional oxygen and helping those organisms really burn up that organic matter quickly. So we want to create really stable organic matter, and that happens by reducing the amount that you till the soil.
0: Elisa, comment on taking care of the soil today and what that does for future productivity.
1: Yeah. So one of the things with Soil Health Partnership and our approach to soil health is that we always try to make sure that it's really localized and that what having better soil health means on your farm might look differently than another region. But the overall thread that kind of is consistent no matter where we are, is that folks would like to leave their farm and their land in a better condition than when they received it. And that's kind of, I feel like an ethos that we have in agriculture that we always want to be doing better for our own businesses, as well as for the industry overall and for the next generation of folks in agriculture. And I think that is a really nice thing to reflect on, especially this time of year.
0: Thanks for joining us for Soil Smart. To find more podcasts and information about the Soil Health Partnership, go to soilhealthpartnership.org or subscribe through iTunes or Google Play.